Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Press the button, my friend. Local and national outdoor news, up-to-date seasons, gear reviews, and tips that you can actually use. There's a little something for everyone. It's all at your fingertips right here, right now, on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. And it's brought to you in part by Zeiss. We make it visible. And to learn more about Zeiss Sport Optics... Head for Zeiss.com forward slash sports. And now, Jim and Trav. Hey, you want to hear some great news? What's that? Whoa, Jim! <laughs> We're going turkey, boy! <laughs> hey, I got the daughter in the clinic. Getting cured off the wild turkey. That's right, we're going Thunder Chicken, baby. All the way. And so in this week's Ram Power Block, God's glory. Ram! We'll hear hear from Tom Hughes, who's a wildlife biologist and the assistant vice president for education and outreach programs for the NWTF. Yep, plus Mark Crane will give us a Colorado elk hunting wrap-up, and Cat Daddy will give us an early fall catfishing report. Now, that's not going to be everybody on the show. There's going to be a lot of other people phoning us, and they're going to phone us at 75-846-7647. And who, Jim, are they going to be? Hey, after that, we're going to take calls from Robert Abernathy, the vice president of agency programs for the NWTF, and he's going to talk to us about actually cooking turkey. You want to load me up with a little more there? It is good. (laughs) You know, no matter how many times I see National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, I never tire of it. I love that show. I love Cousin Eddie. I love you. (laughs) No. (laughs) Anyways, go on. Go on your spill. Also, Preston Pittman with Pittman Game Calls. Yep. I'm Pro's Chance Orth, Dick Rhodes with Wildlife Properties, and good old Jay Wayne Fears. Yeah, now, again, Tom Hughes is on the line, and once again, as I just said again, uh, like for the third time in a row, he phoned us at 75-846-7647. I feel like I have to burp. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I've been drinking a lot of tea. Yeah. Um, Texas tea. Anyways, uh, you got to solve this debate. It's really a heated argument. <clears throat> it's becoming quite futile. Um, I'm saying that I'm Hatfields, he's the McCoy. Here in, um, that's like way before me. Um, I'm saying there's only two subspecies of birds found here in Kansas. The eastern bird for one, and the Rio Grande. Now, Jim, on the other hand, he says something else. I think there's three. I think we've got the Miriam, we've got the Rio, and the eastern. Now, you are working for the NWTF, and on your website... They're saying I'm right. They're only saying the Rio Grande and the Eastern. Even though you work for them, this could be contradicting Tom. Who's right here? What say you? 
you have eastern Rios, and in the very extreme southwest corner, right by Colorado, you have a small population of Miriam. That's not enough to count. That right there, <laughs> settled it. I win this debate. They crossed the line. We don't have them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, your own uh, your own folks, uh, Roger Applegate, when he was with the department there, did a uh, genetic study on your turkeys, and he did, in fact, pretty well conclusively prove that you do have some Miriam. He drank a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tom, uh, we live here in western Kansas, and, uh, you know, uh, obviously due to the diminishing populations of our uh, riparian woodlands, um, our, our bird um, populations in some parts, like on the Smoky here, they're really going down. What can we do to start repairing these, Tom? Well, you know, you, you brought a very good point up here that riparian restoration is critical for turkey populations yes. in that part of the world. Uh, we have found that uh, the bigger the cottonwood grows associated with the river bottoms there, yep. the more likely that they will be population uh, sources rather than sinks. Mm-hmm. We found that small cottonwood groves um, may actually tend to be population sinks as the population may decline as bigger populations uh, push out from surrounding areas and into those smaller groves, uh, or as those are completely gone away, the whole population may wink out. So that cottonwood bottomland along the river bottoms in your part of the world is extremely important for your turkeys. So part of management there is to keep or restore those bottomlands. Yeah. Now, I have hunted uh, all over the United States for turkey. Now, the thing is, what can we do? I go out on national forest land. What can we do in order to enhance the uh, habitat in those particular areas? Because it's not our land, but it's a state land. What can we do? And and they really don't want you going out there with a shovel and maybe a lighter and cleaning some things up. They they really (laughs) frown upon that, Tom. So like Jim said, what can we do? You're right. Got to stick with the process there. And and the process is more a political one where you sway the management agency in the, in the right direction or support them in the direction they are already want to go. Um, in the southeast in particular, but this is true of other areas of the country as well, what we often see is a, a lack of fire. And since turkeys are very dependent upon early successional vegetation, that's basically short bushes, uh, grassy areas, if you don't have fire in a lot of sections uh, for extended periods, then you get a forest overstory rather than mm-hmm. that early successional habitat, and they don't have good brood-rearing areas. That's probably the most critical habitat going. Yeah, and you know, also by implementing such practices as you've been telling us about, Tom, and uh, what the National Wild Turkey Federation preaches all the time, is that um, by doing this, we're going to greatly, just tremendously cut down on a predator predation, you know, a lot of people are under the influence that we got to trap more coons, we got to harvest more coyotes, and so on and so forth. But honestly, by just supplying them with sufficient cover and habitat, um, in the long run, you're going to do a lot more for these birds than, let's say, um, start up some intensive um, predator harvesting management program. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that because we often think, uh, well, if the turkeys are getting preyed on, the thing to do is predator control. But that's really not the case. What we found is that good habitat can support just about or can handle or mitigate practically any amount of predation as long as the production is exceeding it. And that's what happens where you have habitat that's hard for a predator to search. Hey, Tom, I, I hate you, but i got to cut you off real quick. we got to get you another caller. but uh, we got to leave it right there. Yeah, Mark Crane's coming up right after this. But, hey, um, uh, Tom, if we want to find out more about the NWTF 
Uh, possibly, what is you guys' phone number? Please hand that out and your web address as well. 1-800-THE-NWTF is our phone number or nwtf.org. Cool. Yeah, as Jim said, cool. Hey, man. <laughs> Great words, Jim. <laughs> I have a wonderful economy with words. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thanks so much, Tom, for being on, buddy. Enjoy it, guys. Take care. Now, Jimmy, <laughs> we must turn our attention to our next caller. The man with the plan for elk hunting in Colorado. Mark Crane, how is the situation, the elk hunting situation, shaping up up there in Colorado, buddy? Dynamic. Really? Unbelievable. really? Unbelievable. That's a strong word to use, though. You'd think this is crazy, guys. Yeah. Look at a man go hunting when it's 70 degrees outside and you're out there in your, your old Madras plaid shorts from, <laughs> you know, the 60s. And a t-shirt, you know, and a little orange vest over it. And let me tell you, I called the buck stops here. You guys know where that's at. Sure, yeah, yeah the west, west side of town, here. yeah. Bernie down there. Old Bernie's down there. Yeah. Beats last year, hands down. And last really? year was a bad year. But he said the bulls are running 280 to 300 consistently. Oh, oh man, that's a good buck. That's a good and average. I down here, consistent. He's got a bear that went five and a half. The hide went 100. Man, that is huge a huge bear. Yeah, that is Biggest a huge bear. Biggest bear he's ever hung. And that's all the way down the line. Called Mike Haynes. Talked to Mike Haynes. He's out there, you know, at Eagle Mountain Mercantile. Sure, yeah. And he said, I was wondering, come Wednesday, I was kind of going, maybe I just ought to close the doors. <laughs> Thursday and Friday, I wish you were over here helping me write. It was a slam dunk. Really? Wow. I mean, just going crazy writing licenses. Ah. Um, Larry, down at Ski and Bull Rack, yeah, uh-huh. Larry Fisher, first comment. I asked him, what's it like? I don't see people. He said, it's better than last year. But he's a does a lot of fishing in there. Yeah. The kokanee, guys are coming in and buying their fishing licenses to knock around for a couple of days. You can't snag them, oh. but you can, uh, you know, lure them. Yeah. And they're catching kokanee up at Williams hand over fist. Look at this. In less than three minutes, he gave us a fishing report, an elk hunting report, and a bear hunting report. Wow. That is a trifecta, Mark, of goodness. Yes. Cool. Now, Mark, if we we head to Bogosa, we're listening to you right now on the radio where do we have to head to to get the advice straight from you? Where do we go? You come west out of town on, on 160, and we're on the right-hand side of the road. Uh, big, huge parking lot. You can pull your, your rigs in here with your mules and what have you. We're right next to <laughs> Sonic. Mm-hmm. We're right there. Sounds like somebody's calling you now. <laughs> every day except Wednesday. Every day except for Wednesday. That's a day you don't want to go. No. No, you just you go to Sonic America's Drive-In, kind of yep. hang around, kind of kick the old mule, and uh, <laughs> then you, you got to meet up with Mark on Thursday. Well, not too much on them cherry limeades, but I'll take that sweet tea any day. <laughs> I, I am actually and, drinking a sweet tea right now from Sonic. <laughs> oh, you rascal. I love if those. If anybody's coming from Texas, they got those places called... Chicken Express. I'm a killer for gizzards. No gravy, no biscuits, four napkins in the bottom and a double order, and I'm good for the money. <laughs> well, hey, Mark. Hey, dude, we got to get you. Thanks guy. Yeah, we got to get you another caller real quick. It's the old cat daddy. It's always my pleasure, and I mean this. And Folks in America, you listen to these guys. They know where it's at and how to do it and where to go. Travis and Jim, love to talk to you. <laughs> we love you, buddy. You bet. Hey, love you both. All right, so... Um, we got Cat Daddy online. He wants to get phone assist. 785-846-7647. And um, we heard. You just had a little bit of a family outing. For some people, that can be quite a hostile adventure. <laughs> um, how, how did it go for you guys? It was definitely a mission. <laughs> was it impossible? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> well, where'd you guys now, head? We, we, we took all the girls out. My wife, oh. my daughter, my granddaughter, and uh, all my nephews, my boys, and 
five tents, six cots, four coolers, 15 fishing rods, nine, ten people. How many cases of Pepsi, though? Oh, now you had that. <laughs> I think we lost one just getting there. Oh, no. Man overboard. <laughs> Several little men. <laughs> And so, I think, you know, guys, we had a heck of a, well, I'll just, we just had a <laughs> good time, you know. <laughs> we know what, you what, you know, uh, man, we set out two 25 uh, tag trout lines, 15 log lines, and 10 limb lines. Wow. Now, <laughs> Holy this cow. Just overnight, and uh, we had a really good trip. We caught some 75, almost an 80-pound flathead, a 75, no. a couple 60s, and, man, numerous 20s, 20s blue cats. The bigger fish were flatheads. Man, you know, we had an extremely good time. And then the same time we went out, I had a buddy named Ted Decker. I might have talked about this guy previously sometime in uh, in the past about the one-legged kayaker. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, you said something about him before. Oh, man, good old boy, good solid friend of mine. And he went up to Wamego with a buddy of his in a cabin up there where the, uh, the, the Vermilion up around Wamego where it comes into the Kansas River. Yeah. And they set out some lines and caught some smaller flatheads, you know, 8 to 12 pounds. I said, well, hell, Ted, you know, them's good eating. He said, yeah, but my buddy caught them all. I didn't catch squat. <laughs> I said, oh, well, what the heck? You had a good time. He said, man, we rustled up breakfast and, you know, it done just like we done. Just had a good time out out on the river. Now, how booked up are you right now? Let's say we want to book a trip with you. It's going to be a couple Is weeks there a out. waiting list? Man, they're going to have to wait till next year. Really? Oh, no, I'm just joking. Give me a call. I'm ready to roll. <laughs> He'll grab the chili and the pickles. Look about the Pepsi's. One more time. Where's your web address? www.catdaddyguideservices.com. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Cat Daddy. He says now is the time to get out on the river and catch those big cats, even up to 80 pounds. That's right. And this is The Revolution. It's brought to you by Ram Trucks. You can find them at ramtrucks.com plus Cabela's, world's foremost outfit, at cabelas.com and NRA blog. That's nrablog.com. Oh, Otis Technology at Otis Tech. Dot com. Mr. Cat Daddy, thanks so much for being on The Revolution, buddy. Rev it up, baby. It's the revolution. Rev it up, baby. Just as Cat Daddy says, but hey, stick around because coming up after this real quick word from our sponsors, who's going to be on, Jimmy? Hey, we got Robert Abernathy and Preston Pittman. First guy, he's with NWTF. <laughs> you should have said that. Uh-oh. Also, the second guy is with Pittman Gang Calls. Stick around. All that's happening right here on The Revolution after this. Listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Zeiss Optics recently introduced their new Dialit Field Spotter. Field & Stream Magazine voted the Dialit Field Spotter as best of the best. It's a straight, rubber-armored spotting scope with a built-in variable eyepiece, offering 18 to 45 times magnification and has a magnificent wide field of view. The Dialit is lightweight and compact enough to fit easily into a backpack and puts you on game quickly when there's no time to spare. Check it out at your local Zeiss dealer or visit Zeiss.com sports. There are some things in life that defy explanation. Sleeping out under a few billion stars on a clear western night, for example. Or the thrill of being in the saddle and running with the herd. Words can't do justice to the scope of those experiences. Such is the case at Ram, where the new 1500 is so loaded with performance and personality that any attempt to describe it falls short. 
you simply have to climb aboard and take it for a run to fully appreciate what it means to ride on top. Guts Glory Ram. The newest 390 horsepower Ram 1500 with an available 5.7 liter Hemi V8 that gets up to 20 MPG plus a five-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. MPG based on highway EPA estimates. See a dealer for a copy of the powertrain limited warranty. Ram and Hemi are registered trademarks of Chrysler Group, LLC. This is a revolution. Your home for anything outdoors is the revolution, baby. And you can find us at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. This is the Revolution. Robert Abbott, I think he's the Vice President of Agency Programs for the National Wild Turkey Federation, just called in at 785-846-7647. Save the neck for me, Clark. <laughs> okay, Eddie. You know, I have never personally, maybe you have, Jim, asked um, for someone to reserve the neck for me. <laughs> I, I've always asked for the last thing that flies over the fence. Yeah, you know what? Uh, actually, in, in my house growing up, they always used to take the neck and cook it with some onions. In the giblets, you know. And, I mean, that's okay. There's not much meat there. But, anyways, right now we are talking with Robert Abernathy. We're talking about cooking wild turkey. And, now, Robert, you know, um, I, I think the first thing that pops into everybody's mind when they harvest a bird is to deep fry it. And, now, that is good. Jim does it. I do it all the time. It, it's tasty. However, there are so many different ways to prepare these birds. I think people just overlook it. And the thing is, um, it is very simple to do. There's, there's quite a few ways to do it. Um, the best meat on a turkey, if you, if you think about a turkey, he spends a lot of time on the ground. He spends a lot of time walking. Yeah. And you shoot an adult gobbler. That adult gobbler is at least two years old. In many instances, they might be three or four years old, and the legs are tough. Yeah. And so the best quality meat on the turkey is the turkey breast. Mm. Um, what I like to do, first off, is fillet the breast off. Okay. And when you do that, you get two beautiful slabs of meat. Yeah. Uh, if you've done your job correctly, there's not a shot in the breast. It's all in the head. <laughs> and so you fillet off the breast meat and you slice it into steaks, kind of like chicken tenders, mm-hmm. roll it in flour, salt, and pepper, and fry it in butter. Really? And anything you fry in butter is going to be superb. <laughs> you don't want to overcook it. You want to make sure it stays moist and tender so you don't cook it that long. Just maybe four minutes on the side, flip it over, and take it out. And that's the best way that I've found to cook wild turkey. All right, you know, I've, I've shot shovel turkeys in my life, and, of course, uh, Thanksgiving is just coming around the corner here. Yeah. Now, most people skin the turkey, don't they? They don't pluck all those feathers. That's right. But I, I pluck it. Really? But, um, we save the feathers, and I use the feathers to make decoys, but also to uh, we send feathers to the Indian tribes in southwestern United States, and they use them. Um, Boy Scout troops also utilize the feathers. But for the most part, most people skin the turkey. Now, Thanksgiving is coming up, as Travis mentioned earlier, and now we know that the, the turkey is very, very lean. Wild turkey is, not like those butterballs you get. Now, what can you do to have a very pretty turkey when you take it out of the oven for Thanksgiving? Well, one of the, one of the recipes I've started doing in the last five years, and it was actually a recipe I found for a domestic bird, but you take the breast meat off and you lay that beautiful slab of meat down, you can do one of two things. You either slice that slab in half to make two big butterflies. It looks like a butterfly. Yeah. And you can stuff it with an oyster Rockefeller sort of stuffing, basically Ooh. a spinach-based stuffing that you could find in any recipe book. That'd be good. Um, and wrap it up with uh, with cooking twine, and then put it in the oven and roast it. Now, when you roast one like that, you put the meat thermometer in the spinach that's in the middle of that roll. It's really? It's kind of like a turkey roll. Yeah. 
And when that Bennett hits 160, then boom, you're ready to take it out. Kids, it's time to come <laughs> in for dinner. Oh, now I'm hungry. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Robert, we got to get to another interview real fast. But before we do that, uh, if we want to find out more about the NWTF, possibly get some more of these uh, outstanding recipes. Become a member. Become a member. Learn how volunteer. to volunteer. Anything like that. Where do we have to head to online to do that? Well, we're www.nwtf.org. Okay. And the simplest thing I tell people is just to Google NWTF or Google National Wild Turkey Federation. And we are usually the first or second thing that pops up on the Google search. All right, so uh, uh, press the pivot. Just phone us at 785-846-7647. And it's really hard to believe, Jim, um, that Preston, you could make a career. This is a miracle that his success is solely attributed to asthma and chronic nosebleeds. Okay, you know, that's kind of a different story. Now, Preston, out here in Kansas where we're at, you know, it's kind of pretty much flat. We don't have much cover. You're always dealing with the wind. And so there's just a lot of negative circumstances that could affect the outcome of your hunt. And and so possibly, what's a couple little tips from an all-season pro like you that you could be handing out to our listeners that could, you know, possibly help them become successful in this fall turkey hunting season? I have to give you a couple of different tactics, okay? But if you're hunting birds of the year, there's still the old traditional find your flock, bust them up, whistle them back in with a kiki run. That is still probably the most popular style that there is out there, okay? Is okay. it the most effective, though? And it is the most effective. But I'm going to give you a little tactic that you might want to try if you are hunting, and I'm going to specifically say a two-year-old bird. A two-year-old bird, he's not quite two years old in the fall of the year. <clears throat> he's kind of like a... Um, 16-year-old teenager, all right? <laughs> oh, he's trouble. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very uh, uh, very jealous, uh, very pushy, trying to be a man, but just hadn't quite grown up yet. That sounds like and me. a tactic that I have used a lot to get these birds, and they're going to have a 6, 7, 8-inch beard, depending on what particular part of the country you're in. could be stretched out to even 9 or 10. But they're fun, and yeah. it's a lot of fun. Crowd him on the roost. Mm. Usually there will be multiple birds. It won't be a bird by himself it'll be several gobblers or a bunch of teenagers running together yeah crowd them pretty close okay uh get as close as you possibly can literally think of springtime and the type of calling aggressive calling that you would be doing in the springtime of the year like say some aggressive cutting mm-hmm. some aggravated fighting purrs mm. some wing flapping <clears throat> because that's what's going on in the fall of the year they're already establishing their dominance yeah so from the roost literally once they start coming down do fly down capitals the whole nine yards get aggressive start cutting to him you can even throw in some half gobbles into it and what you find out is and of course nothing works all the time you follow me Uh but what i'm doing i'm planting his mind i'm confusing him to a degree that I'm making him think that there is a lot of excitement that is going on, and if nothing else, he's got to come just to check it out. Mm. And usually whenever he comes, they come. Now, can you give us a, a sequence uh, of calls that, that well, you would like use? Well, like I said, I didn't. Let me see what i got in my mouth right now. Give us a a natural voice gobble. 
that's just me. <laughs> Holy cow. Dude, how do you do that? That is I amazing. You, <laughs> now, one more time, Mr. Preston, if we want to find out about your game calls. And maybe want to buy one of you. You've got uh, diaphragm calls. You've got box calls, pot calls, and locator calls. And, of course, I love that flap and scratch. You've got some stuff for uh, deer hunting. Where can we find you online? Uh, Pittman Game Calls. P-I-T-T-M-A-N, game, G-A-M-E, calls, C-A-L-L, with an F, dot com. That's right. Get on there. Uh, read his bio. Everything is one. It's absolutely tremendous, Preston. What you have achieved is fantastic. But uh, this is The Revolution. It's brought to you by Ram Trucks. You can find him at ramtrucks.com plus Ruger Firearms at ruger.com and Zeiss. That's zeiss.com forward slash sports. Mr. Preston, man, thank you so much for being on The Revolution today, buddy. Uh, you guys take care. If I'm hip anyway, let me know. Well, he sounds good, Preston. But uh, coming up next on The Revolution is going to be Nick Rose with, with Wildlife, Wildlife Properties. Properties. And we have to, I, I don't know. I don't know what we're talking I don't know if he's answering an email, if he's talking about turkey hunting. He's so secretive. But anyways, Nick Rose with Wildlife Properties coming up next on The Revolution. So stick around. It's going to be great. See you then. Jim and Trav will return right after this. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bench his ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. If you're an avid outdoorsman searching for a dream retreat or an investor looking to create wealth through land ownership, Wildlife Properties can be your guide to finding Kansas land. Wildlife Properties offers real estate and management services for outdoorsmen and investors alike. Located in north-central Kansas, this area is one of the few places on earth where you can experience a unique combination of world-class hunting and fishing. Fertile crop fields provide enticing income, while breathtaking views and endless sunsets calm your soul. Let Wildlife Properties be your guide to land ownership. Visit us online at MyWildlifeProperties.com. That's MyWildlifeProperty.com. This is George Thornton with the National Wild Turkey Federation, and if you're looking for great hunting, you'll find it in Kansas. You may already know about the great pheasant hunting here, but did you know Kansas is also a great place for quail, deer, geese, and my personal favorite, the wild turkey? Learn more about turkey hunting in Kansas at www.travelks.com. With fall hunting seasons fast approaching, it's time to think about choke tubes. And did you know that until now, most choke tubes couldn't handle the pressure of the new steel and heavy shot that's now available? Or at least that was the case. Because Carlson's choke tubes have flush mount or extended choke tubes that you'll need for upland birds, deer, coyotes, turkey, home defense, and check out their new waterfowl three-pack. For your next set of Carlson's choke tubes, go to their website at choketube.com or give Carlson's a call at 785-626-3700. Using the simple sound tools of radio, you're locked on the revolution. The magic word is revolution. 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 With Jim and Trav. This is Revolution with Jim and Trav. The phone lines are open at 785-846-7647 and... And what? You've got mail. It's time for the Revolution Mailbag. We do have mail. Thank you for that, Jim. But first of all, you know, we've been talking about turkey hunting in today's show. And Nick is about to shoot down Nick some... Nick Rose with Wildlife Properties? Yes. Wow. He is so well known, you really don't even have to get into that anymore. But yes, it is <laughs> Nick Rose with Wildlife Properties. No, he's going to shoot down some um, common myths 
when it comes to turkeys and turkey hunting. Isn't that right, Nick? That's right. I'm going to try to shoot down everything. Uh, that's, that's all I do is shoot down things. If My it, dreams. If it dies, it dies. Now, who is this email from, Jim? Hey, this comes from Chris Rowley out of Medicine Lodge, Kansas. We're on KQZQ down there in Medicine Lodge. Hey, it says, Dear Nick, our turkey... <laughs> <laughs> Our turkeys. <laughs> People don't know this, but we said this is great. Jim doesn't read these well. This is a really short question. He won't screw it up. But you did. I did. Well, I have to look through your cord here. It's, it's what excuses, son. Watch me read it now. Are turkeys really having an effect on my upland bird population? What do you think of that? Oh wow, I, I'm still laughing about, about the question. Um, <laughs> One so word is, questions from now on. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yes or no? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. No. Anyways. <laughs> This is actually uh, one of the, I think, the great myths of the modern-day hunter is that, uh, and, and living in Kansas, because Kansas is such a huge state for upland bird hunting, whether it's uh, prairie chicken, pheasant, quail, yeah. whatever, uh, it's such a big state for that. And over the years, uh, or especially compared to 20 to 30, 40 years ago, it appears that the bird populations have declined as a whole. People say that they don't run into the birds as often, and, uh, and the quick finger is always pointed towards the turkeys because turkeys over the last 10 to 20 years in Kansas have made such a strong comeback and, and are so prevalent all across the state now where they weren't at one time. Uh, you know, turkeys get the easy blame, and, and what I hear, which is just mind-boggling to me, and, and it completely makes my head spin, and, and, and it almost makes me lose my faith in people, is that <laughs> the the quick conception here is that turkeys are killing or eating the quail, and certainly quail and, and pheasants out there. And so that's one of the things that always blows me away again, and I think it's, it's absolutely absurd, first of all. The transformation uh, from more turkeys to less upland game is due in more part to habitat, degradation and habitat transformation than it is actual, like, predation of one species over another. And I think that's the important thing to note here. You know, we hear this all the time. I preach it every time we're on the show, and I preach it to everybody that I talk to, that habitat is absolutely critical to any wildlife species that you're uh, planning for, and, and there's not anything that you can do better than habitat, uh, building habitat. Well, that being said, this is a perfect example of how habitat has transformed from once open grasslands full of shrubs to more wooded areas now, and that's the real culprit here in, in why you see one bird population number go down and another uh, bird population go up. Yeah, you know, I think um, it's funny is I have actually heard that before that, you know, turkeys are eating things. I, I guess people just equate that because they are omnivorous. You know, they, they do eat bugs and crap like that. But uh, it's not like, man, that calf. Yeah. You ought to see really... him in a feed yard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, well, that, you know, it's right, and 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 the and the birds are so big too. Yeah, you they know? are. And big. I think that's I think that's what you know. A lot of people get that myth right off the bat is is that uh, you know not only are they an issue of predation, but there's also an issue of well, are these turkeys out there competing for the same nesting habitat, and are they destroying the nests of you know essentially these ground nesting upland birds? Yeah, and I just think that that. I'm not saying that, that that doesn't happen, but if it does happen, it's like a lot of other things. It's such a small fraction of, exactly. of the, the true impact that it's really, again, uh, when you have more woodlands, let me let me make this point, I guess. When you have more woodland areas, you have more room for predators that are true threats to upland birds, your hawks, your possums, your raccoons. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, you've got more of them that are habitually able to survive in, in, in those woodland areas. And wooded habitat is not what upland birds thrive in. They thrive in open habitats, grasses, you know. And, and so once you get into a woodland situation, you have a canopy that typically uh, overshadows the, the bunch grasses and things that are on the ground. And so they're not able to grow. And, and you really don't have any habitat uh, for the birds to partake in. Well, you know, well, you know we, we had a, a gentleman on the show earlier, and he talked about uh, as, as little as, what, eight or ten days after the chick hatches, it can actually fly or get up on a bush or something like that to get itself off the ground, okay, which makes just right pecking height. <laughs> yeah. Or for a hawk to be able to see that stupid turkey in that bush. You know, an, another common myth is that Jim eats babies. <laughs> Real yes, babies. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, butter their heads, pin, them be- pin their ears back, and I can swallow them whole. Now, Nick, we, we got to mention something real quick. Um, you guys have a magazine coming out. It is the North Central Kansas Hunting Magazine. And exactly how can we get a, um, a copy of this? That's right. It's coming out. It's going to talk about North Central Kansas, all the hunting and fishing opportunities that are right here, uh, yeah. specifically in that zone of Kansas. And the easiest way for your listeners and your listeners only to get a free copy of that is to go to our website, My Wildlife property.com and sign up for our newsletter or there's also a comment button in there if you don't want to sign up for our newsletter uh you just want a copy of that magazine just go out there and fill that out say you heard about it on uh on the revolution and, and we'll uh, shoot a copy right out to you guys now this isn't like free like health care free where it's going to bankrupt us is it you know <laughs> well well there's always a cost to it you know and that <laughs> No, but this is truly a free thing. You know, uh, our cost is, is completely supported by the advertisers, and the advertisers are the businesses, the outdoor-related businesses that are right here in North Central Kansas, and they want to share with everybody out there, and certainly your listeners, uh, the great things that are going on in North Central Kansas. So really, this this doesn't cost anybody anything uh, but your time to go out there and, and take a look at it. And I think you'll uh, you'll see it's a great publication, and, and you'll if you don't know anything about Kansas, this is one. Great way to get a quick introduction. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Nick Rhodes, and of course, he has My Wildlife Properties. And we want to thank Chris Riley from Medicine Lodge, Kansas, for contributing that question this week. That's right. And one more time, Nick, if we want to find out more about the North Central Kansas Hunting Magazine, if anyone has a question for you, want to find out about your um, tremendous recreational properties, where do we have to head to online to do that? Go to mywildlifeproperty.com, www.mywildlifeproperty.com. And we're also on Facebook, uh, Facebook forward slash mywildlifeproperty. That is the number one real estate, hunting, investment, farm, ranch, realty website in the world. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Kevin, we get a deal for you in Agra. <laughs> yeah, right, well, they, right. they do. Yeah, I know they, they really do. You got to check it out. Well, hey, this is The Revolution, and it is brought to you by NRA Blog. Look them up at nrablog.com plus Ram Trucks. You can find them as well at ramtrucks.com. But coming up, I have this real quick word from our sponsors. We're going to have outdoor rider, great guy, um, Jay Wayne Fears, right here or, on or The Revolution. Or Jane Wayne Fears. Or Jane Wayne Fears, right here on The Revolution. That's Jay Wayne Fears. Once again, coming up after this. Hey, thanks a bunch, Nick. Always my pleasure, fellas. debate and you can find it on the revolution blog at outdoortrailsnetwork.com find out what's happening on the voice america talk radio network by keeping up with us on twitter you can find us at voice america trn otis technology the most advanced gun care system in the world visit otistech.com 
That's O-T-I-S-T-E-C dot com today. For hunting, target, and long-range shooting, choose Zeiss Rapid C, the ultimate ballistic reticle. Now until December 31st, receive up to a $100 mail-in rebate when you purchase a qualifying rifle scope with Rapid C reticle. See your Zeiss dealer or visit Zeiss.com slash sports for details. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores with the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. Cabela's, celebrating 50 years as the world's foremost outfitter. Make your next meal in the outdoors your most memorable with Camp Chef at CampChef.com. It's the way to cook outdoors. Identify yourself. It's Jim. It's Trav. They have a radio show. Together they make The Revolution. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. The phone lines are open at 785-846-7647. And we continue to talk about turkeys. That's right. Just to recap real quick. First on, we had Tom Hughes. Great guy talking about turkey hunting. Mark Crane, elk hunting. Cat Daddy, catfishing. Robert Abernathy talking about cooking some turkey. Um, Preston Pittman talking about game calls. Game calls. It was Nick, he good. Nick Rhodes clearing up some miss out there. Um, uh, Now we got Jay Wayne Fierce. Prolific outdoor writer, tremendous man. Now, uh, Jay, uh, Wayne, exactly. Fears. Fears. <laughs> um, exactly. How crucial is it to get out there and pattern your shotgun before you get in the field to go turkey hunting? Is this an essential thing to do, or can we just merely overlook this? Go and, past, go and collect $200. Exactly, and still be successful. That's probably the single most important thing uh, a fall turkey hunter or a spring turkey hunter can do. Just pick up a favorite shotgun and go out there and say your turkey hunting is not fair to the gobbler and is not fair to yourself. Uh, you need to spend time with whichever uh, gauge shotgun you choose for hunting fall gobblers. Pick a load that matches that gun. That gun can shoot well. Spend some time on a pattern board and get it dialed in where at 40 yards you know exactly where it's going to hit, and you can put enough pellets into the head and neck of that gobbler. And when I say head and neck, I mean into the brain and into the central nervous system so you'll put him down cleanly. And there's... It takes a little effort. It's a lot of fun, but it does take some effort. Now, let's talk about loads real quick because, you know, there's so many great loads on the market right now. Um, It would take so much money and time to go through each load and to pattern them and to figure out which works best for you. What are you kind of finding what is really um, across the board one of the best loads on the market right now? Probably in... You know, I'm going to get in trouble saying this, but <laughs> federal, in the last year or so, federal has probably done as much yeah. to move turkey hunting loads forward as anyone has. They have the flight control wad, which uh, yeah. performs perfect with these heavy shot loads, and they've come up with uh, the heavyweight loads that they have combined with that uh, flight control wad, and uh, their 20-gauge loads. You know, they exit the barrel at about 1,100 feet per second. Wow. And even with a number seven shot, you get good shot density at 40 yards. 
Uh, it's just amazing what that one particular load does now. Yeah. Now you mentioned uh, size seven shot. Now that's fairly small. We use that for uh, for dove hunting, but uh, with the heavy shot, you can actually go to a lighter, if you will, size load and still do the same kind of job, can't you? Yeah. Well, Winchester did a study way back in the late seventies, early eighties. I can't remember exactly when. Very valuable study, very detailed study that showed it takes two point six foot pounds of energy per pellet to take that nervous system out of a gobbler's head or neck. Hmm. And when you measure these number sevens coming out of this uh, federal load at 40 yards, it's in excess of 2.6 foot-pounds of energy. Now, how um, vital are choke tubes? You know, a lot of people really don't understand what a choke tube does or its purpose. And, um, you know, a lot of people are using their factory chokes. Do you like flush mount extended um, chokes? You know, some chokes don't work with certain shots. Long stick. Yeah. um, What do you prefer? Well, nobody can say, you know, what works for me may not work in an equal gun as somebody else has. The thing is, the choke tube gives your shotgun its personality. Yep. And you just got, it's kind of a, one of these trial and error things. You do your research, find a, a choke tube that fits your shotgun, it's extra full choke, it's designed for turkey hunting, and get it and try to match a load to that tube. And I've learned the hard way, it takes a good bit of shooting to get all of the matches together, but once you do... You've got it. You're, you know, you can do, uh, you can go to the turkey woods confident that you can do the job. Yeah. Now, um, Carlson's choke tubes actually works with federal, and that's all we use is Carlson's uh, fine choke tube, very inexpensive, great quality though, and they work hand in hand very closely with federal. And I think they even made a specific choke. Yeah, for they this. made a actually a black cloud uh, choke. Yeah, with tremendous choke tubes. Yeah, I use that's what I use. Oh, aha! Yeah. We're well, see, we're all thinking on the same page yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we all doing the same thing, so it's got to be right. <laughs> yeah, well, well, and and some states I know uh, allow you to use a rifle. Now, what do you think about that? Well, I've done my fair share of hunting with a rifle. I've hunted turkeys with a rifle in Florida and Texas, two states I can think of real quick. You know, that's what somebody likes. That's okay. That is some very precise shooting. I don't want to body shoot a turkey. I like to eat them too well. <laughs> so uh, you you get out there and you got that bob in the head and neck as a target. That's quite a challenge, but it can be a lot of fun too. Yeah, actually, I, I Travis shot a turkey with a twenty-two. Yeah, all things right in the head. The very lucky shot. <laughs> You're good. That's all I can say. <laughs> there you go. Well, hey, if we want to find out more about you, possibly uh, read some of your articles and stuff like this. Maybe get a book. Yeah, get a book. And how where, about that ProTech industry? Where can we find you online? Uh, you can go to my website, uh, jwaynefears.com, or you can go to protoolindustries.net. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Jay Wayne Fears, and this guy is a turkey hunter extraordinaire. That's right. And This Is the Revolution is brought to you by Ram Trucks. You can find them at ramtrucks.com plus versus at versus.com and Steiner. That's steiner-monoculars.com plus Ruger. Look them up as well at ruger.com. But coming up after this break, Jim, who is it going to be? It's going to be the Unpro Guy Chance Or. Oh! It's going to get unpro and messy in here. <laughs> Got to stick around. Coming up on the revolution after this, but Mr. J. Wayne Fears. We appreciate it. We appreciate it, man. You're welcome back anytime, fella. My pleasure. You guys have a good day. All right. See ya. Use another friend. Use another brand new star. 
Call Jim and Trav at 785-846-7647 and give them some love. Oh, yeah. And they'll give it right back. It's the revolution. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. The new Ruger LC9 Centerfire Pistol, a compact, powerful 9mm pistol designed for discreet carry, is also a full-power, no-compromise backup pistol, incorporating the rugged reliability Ruger is known for. Visit Ruger.com slash LC9 to learn more. Hello there. Welcome to a new kind of listening experience. You've landed on the Revolution Outdoor Radio Show with Jim and Trav. Come on, get off the couch. You're listening to Revolution with Jim and Trav. The phone lines are open at 785-846-7647, and we got turkey on the brain. It's the most on pro time of the week. It's of the week, Jim. We got Chance Orth. He is just one, just one of the unpro boys. Probably the most educated one of the unpro boys, I would say. On the line right now, Mr. Chance. Welcome back to the Revolution, buddy. Uh, howdy, boys. I'm going to go ahead and agree with that assessment. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, this week, I like how he just dissed his own buddies. Um, <laughs> he, he has facts to prove it. To me. <laughs> now, we are, There's no love lost. We are talking um, uh, uh, turkeys this week, kind of paying tribute That's we called you. to Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, that used to be my nickname in high school. They used to call me Turkey Head. <laughs> I never saw it. <laughs> they never do. But Eric, the other uncle, gave me that name when, when I was about 15 years old. And it's just kind of stuck. He a little song. He said, driving to my house, I Turkey Head chance. <laughs> you should uh, start a band. Um, <laughs> now, uh, you know, sometimes the Pro boys, they do wander they get out in the off woods. the water. They get out in the woods. Do you guys ever pursue um, the uh, um, beautiful turkey in the fall? You know, I do. I never bought a license, but I shoot them all the time. <laughs> you don't really want to know. admit that chance. <laughs> okay, I take it back. I take it back. Yeah, yeah. I guess- uh, no, but of course we see them uh, frequently. I haven't, I haven't turkey hunted since I was in high school. Yeah, um, just uh, as a issue of time constraint but uh we were out in the woods a lot this weekend and we saw some turkeys of course it seems like you can't go anywhere without bumping into a turkey (laughs) yeah now are you guys having any problem with um like predator predation up there on your turkeys um you know we definitely have uh coyotes up in our land um I don't know. I think that they're pretty well goose-fed up there. <laughs> <laughs> they're happy. We have a goose-stuffed goose uh, coyote. to take down the turkeys as much. <laughs> what is your favorite way to prepare turkey, Chance? Oh, geez. You know, that's a good question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and dodge that <laughs> and relate this to uh, I am not a good cook. Okay, first of all, I'm not a good cook. Um, but this weekend, I had a little luck with the partridges. Ooh. I'm out there shooting my 870 Express, but I have a police barrel on it, an 18-inch police barrel. With no choke. Yeah. Oh, what do they call that? Scatter gun. No choke. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I had some luck with the partridges. And so we cleaned them out and uh, brought it home. And, I, and what we did was we took a, a baking sheet and put a mound of corned beef hash 
Yeah. On the baking sheet and then laid the partridge over it, um, the partridge breast over it, and then covered that with some allspice and stuff and then layered that with bacon. Oh. And cooked it at, at 325 for an hour. Really? And it was literally the best partridge I've ever eaten. You know what he's going to say? They threw away the hash and the partridge, best bacon ever. <laughs> you put anything, bacon on bacon is good. Oh, that's the truth. That's well, the way the I eat it. Partridge, it really helped capture that uh, <laughs> uh, moisture. Now, now, how long did you? Basically, you kind of encrusted it, really. And then, how long did you say you cooked that for? For an hour at three twenty-five. Really, was fantastic. That sounds I'm good. I'm gonna try this with other game birds. Yeah, you gotta try it with a turkey. Yeah, take a lot of hash. That take a lot. That take like a case of corned beef. Hash, but it'd be worth it. You know, it's it's kind of cool. Is um, Jim and I have really gotten into finding different ways to prepare all sorts of game. Where you know, it's fish, deer, elk, bear, turkey. You know, it's kind of you're adding. Mastodon. Yeah, adding to that hunting element. You're hunting for a new recipe all the time. You know, it's, it's so much fun to go out there and scout and prepare and actually take that animal, but then to bring it home and really do it justice by preparing it well, kind of really tops the whole thing off. I completely agree with you. You know, it's part of showing the animal the respect it deserves exactly. by, by cooking it well, you know. Yeah. Back in the day, uh, all I ever did was battered up a partridge, you know, <laughs> partridge breast and deep fried it like chicken. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that works Which too. Is, that is kind of my go-to recipe for all game. <laughs> <laughs> Batter and fry, but... <clears throat> You know, that doesn't always turn out that well. And I, I did, I've got reached that point where I want to start, you know, cooking the animals well. Yeah. And not, um, and not necessarily. And we tried to Google some recipes, but that all sounded too complicated. And that's when we reached this uh, <laughs> corned beef hash uh, <laughs> and bacon brainstorm. Yeah. Well, you know, what you ought to do is you ought to have an unpro. Cookbook. Uh, cookbook. Yeah. Cookbook. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. That'd Agreed. be a, like, you know, the, the thing is, people really think that you have to have all these ingredients. It really kind of just muddies the water, I think. That's you know? what I use when I cook. Muddy, Muddy water. water. <laughs> That's what he drinks. <laughs> but uh, Jim likes to eat. Jim. Brine. Yeah. Jim basically smokes everything. Yeah. He's big into smoking oh. things. Yeah. It takes a big well, match. There's nothing wrong with that, Jim. No, yeah. No. no, I absolutely love doing that. But hey, if we want to find out more about Unpro, uh, you guys are going to have some new videos coming out soon online. And your cookbook. And your new cookbook. Really? You got to <laughs> do this. The truth. Where, where can we find you guys, Chance? Check us out at unprofishing.com for all our videos, our wonderful videos. And then uh, unprofishing is also our Twitter handle. And uh, you can like us on Facebook at the Unprofessional Fisherman. Uh, I like that. That's uh, such a good job when he says classy. All our updates mostly related to Outdoor Trails Network. <laughs> <laughs> That's all but there yeah, is. It was a great day in the woods. Uh, we brought up every gun we could think of, and we had a huge shoot on Saturday. We set up a little Hogan's Alley out in the farmyard and and uh, shot for a couple of hours. And we spent the... Uh, uh, Jacy and I went up early, and I got him set up in a tree stand down in the swamp. He's uh, the only bull hunter this year, and uh, he actually on Saturday morning got uh, chased by a black bear. No really? way! A, a three hundred pound black bear. His his paw prints are as wide as a dollar. Holy huh. cow! 
It yeah, was, it was nice, nice of him to weigh it before while he was chasing him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> nice big bear. Well, JC had this acorn spray, like acorn <laughs> cover spray that he sprayed all around. I think that's what brought this bear in. Really? And so was he like getting out of his tree stand to head back home and then the bear came in? What happened? Well, no. Yeah, he was he was up in there and the bear walked right underneath him. And JC yelled at him and the, the bear just didn't care. <laughs> Yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> Sounded like a little bit of a dangerous situation. Yeah. Yeah, especially with um, all the bear problems you guys have. Especially if it's not too scared of a person. And, and if he had a gun, it'd be even worse. He probably <laughs> thought he was just a big acorn, though. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Chance, one more time. we got to get to an ad break, man. Where can we find you guys online? Sounds good to have you up. Check us out at unprofishing.com for all our videos. Uh, our Twitter handle is unprofishing, and our Facebook page, The Unprofessional Fisherman. That is awesome. Well, hey, we are the revolution. We're brought to you by Ram Trucks at ramtrucks.com plus Steiner at steiner-binoculars.com plus who else, Jim? Hey, how about uh, Cabela's World's Foremost Outfitter at cabelas.com. Well, hey, God Chance bless Man. Cabela's. That is right. We love them. Dick and Mary Cabela plus his brother, Jim Cabela. Wonderful people. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, a Chance Man, thanks so much for uh, being on the Revolution, buddy. Thank you, Trav. Thanks, Jim. You bet. I need a little more time. Can't get enough of the Revolution? Catch more of it every Tuesday and Thursday at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Every Friday, Versus Country is your home to the most respected hunters around. Starting at 8, it's Elk Fever. At 8.30, it's the Buck Stops here with Mike Hanback. Then at 9, let's go hunting, boy. Gun it with Benny Spies. Only on Versus. We want to give a special thanks to all of our 366 affiliate stations, our advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, Mark Paneri, and our guests such as Tom Hughes, Mark Crane, Cat Daddy, Robert Abernathy, Preston Pittman, Nick Rhodes, and the ever-lovely Chance Worth. Yeah, we want to give a shout-out to Justin Jones for letting us play his tremendous, outstanding musica in this week's show. Look him up at Justin. Jones.com. But coming up next week on The Revolution. Hey man, we're going to cover everything whitetail, tips, tactics, new gear, everything you could think How of. How to cook them. That's going to make you successful and full. You've got to hear this show. That's right. So we are Jim and Traff. In your local news weather, what is it, Jim? It's coming up next. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.